let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. It's Emily, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Hey, guys. We're super happy you're here. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> I know I'm know. i really are... excited tonight. Yeah, reason. this is a good one. Uh, Emily's been very excited. I, I think maybe because I planned a lot of this episode, or... I don't know. I just feel really excited. <laughs> good. And I actually feel like I, I'm exhausted, so I'm... I'm hoping that I'll be able to be upbeat enough for this, and I'll be able to match your tenor. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> you guys, oh my gosh, can I tell a Pobies in our picture? Okay, yeah. I locked Ammon in the car today. Yep, she did. I felt like the world's worst mom. Oh my gosh, I don't even know exactly how it happened, but I took him to youth with me, and I went over to the other side of the car to open the door, and... Back up. Emily is in the leadership for our youth program. Yes. So I took him with me. Yeah. So she went to youth activities, which are on Wednesdays. Yeah. Anyways, I walk over to the other side of the car to get him out of the car and all the doors are locked. How did you do that, by the way? I don't even know. I have no idea. I do not know. Yeah, because it doesn't lock automatically. No, it doesn't. I have no idea how it happened. But I had like panic mode when I couldn't. Open the door. I So, I drive a truck, a Ford, and I don't understand why all cars have not adopted the... The buttons on the outside. The button on the outside. It is so nice. Yeah. I use it all the time. I love that about the truck, but the van doesn't have that. And yeah. luckily, we had a spare, and Andrew was only like 15 minutes away. Yeah. So, he was able to save the day. So, the kids came to church with us, and then we played in the gym while Emily was... Uh, Doing yeah. our youth activities. But luckily, seriously, luckily, it wasn't hot outside, so it wasn't like he was in danger, and yeah. he was asleep the whole time. Yeah, I mean, it was already dark. So, so, if he was crying in there, I would have just been sobbing. I would have not been able to handle myself. I fear we have three kids so far, and we haven't done it with either of the first two. Which uh, is bound to happen. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've had kids for four <laughs> years, and we haven't done it yet, so. Yeah. Once in four years, that's that's acceptable. Anyways, there's my Pobody's Nerfix. We do, don't usually do Pobody's Nerfix or like funny <laughs> fails on the episodes that we have just Andrew and I, but it had to be shared because yeah. it just happened. So. If for some reason or somehow this is your first episode joining us, yeah. uh, do you want to tell us, tell our people real quick what Outpost of Heaven podcast is about? Yeah, so we're just a ordinary couple. Where'd this and accent go from? I don't know. It just happened. Okay. Ordinary couple? <laughs> we live in the South now. I'm trying to adopt the accent. That's not, just that's not a Southern I'm not, accent. I'm not. Um, but we're just uh, Andrew and Emily, and we are we, trying... Stop. I'm, I'm trying to say I'm our sorry. purpose, and you're interrupting I'm sorry. Me. We are just Emily and Andrew. <laughs> that is correct. Go on. We're um, just trying to help you guys help families and individuals come closer to Jesus Christ through gospel conversation and real life conversation and we're chill we're chill we're chill people yeah i'm not really i'm more of an <laughs> <laughs> anyways <laughs> thanks for joining us so what are we talking about babe 
Well, why don't you introduce the topic, and then I... Well, we're talking about validation. Okay. But why? So, this... Maybe it's going to sound... I don't know exactly why it's been on my mind so much lately, but Mm -hmm. I feel like for the past, like, two or three weeks, every day as I'm driving home from work, I just feel this, like, immense gratitude for everything you've been doing for me, like, for us and our family, um don't make me cry (laughs) (laughs) uh like it felt like a a super immense gratitude and i I know how hard it is to do all the things you're doing because we talked about this in an episode i think we published it last week right the one about um like spending quality Mm -hmm. was that last week yep okay episode 85 sweet so uh how busy we are with with our church callings and with work and with podcasts and with cleaning up after a hurricane that seems to come every other freaking weekend. <laughs> uh, so we've been busy and I, I've just been overwhelmed almost every single day by how grateful I am for everything you do. And I just, I, I know how stressful it is and I can, I come home sometimes and I can see how hard it's been. <laughs> and I, again, for some reason, when I'm coming, when I'm driving home each day, specifically when I'm driving home, I just feel this like overwhelming need to help you see how awesome you are. Um, well, you're and just the best. <laughs> I, I have been worried that I ha- don't know exactly how to validate you or how, yeah, how to validate you properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I sometimes I feel like I might overdo it or I might gush too much or I might do it in a way that's not <laughs> effective, but I, I've just been filled with this desire to validate you and everything you're doing. And personally, this is a, again, I'm, I hope I don't step on anybody's toes, but it's a personal vendetta of mine or pet peeve, I guess, uh, that, I think you are making a an extremely powerful, beautiful, and divine choice and sacrifice to uh, and choice to make or to be a a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know how much energy that takes, and it it breaks my heart that there is such a move away from that in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I worry that like you feel less than because there is like such a, I, I see it in the business world a lot. that There's such a, like a push for women to kind of step aside from that role. Mm-hmm. Um, but we deeply believe that that is a, an extremely noble choice. Yeah. Uh, and I never want you to doubt that. Mm, well, thanks. And, and it breaks my heart thinking that you might feel bad because of that. And, and yeah. that are like a million other little things that might make you feel less than. And the more that you do for me and for the kids, the more I want to make sure that you never go to sleep feeling that I think that any of the less than statements that the world or you might be saying to you, to yourself are in any way, shape, or form justified or validated in my mind. Right. Well, thank you. So that's I why it's been that. on my mind. Mm-hmm. 
But something really interesting about validation is it's it's a word that kind of gets bandied about a lot in mm-hmm. our society. And sometimes sometimes we think that we have common definitions for for words. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Emily and I found that as we were discussing validation uh, in preparation for this episode specifically, that what Emily was describing or when the definition that Emily was holding in her mind for validation was different than the primary definition of validation that I was holding in my mind. Right. So, Emily, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, your definition of validation that, like, you were holding in your mind? And, like, as you're doing it, maybe bring up why personally this valid that definition might be more important for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, if you can, I know we haven't thought about this, talked about this beforehand, but maybe kind of bring in Christ's teachings into why that form of validation is important. Okay, so when I was first thinking of validation, my initial thought was like validating feelings. So like in the moment, let's say I'm sad, I would want someone to tell me like, it's okay to be sad, like let's talk about it or why are you sad or what would make this better, kind of to validate that feeling, to make it okay and to turn it into a growing experience. Um, And that's a lot of what I feel like my daily needs are, my daily emotional needs are that like, I'm super frustrated. It's okay. But how can I move on? Um, And so it's, it feels really good to have someone validate those feelings. The only like the kicker there though, is that like, you don't want someone to always tell you that you're right. Because that's right. dangerous. That's what I was going to ask, actually. So when, yeah. you, when so, you're like, thinking you're, about this, how do you say, where's the line? Because you, you don't want to always, do, or, how do I say this? Is, it, is every feeling justified? Feel the room. <laughs> what is that called? Read the room. Read the room. Read the room. <laughs> read the room. I don't know. I feel like maybe in some circumstances, just saying, like, it's okay to feel this way would be okay. Um, in other circumstances, though, like, it's okay to feel it, but let's move forward. So I honestly, I can't tell you under what circumstances you should use this one. But can like, you think of any circumstances where it might not be okay to say, like, like it's okay that you feel that way, or like it's... Um, yeah, so, like, if... Hiram, our son, gets really angry at Ruth, our daughter, and he's, like, super angry. I can say, like, it's okay to be mad. It's okay. But what can we do about it? Or, but we don't hit. Mm -hmm. Like, that would be a good thing. A good way to express it. But I think a negative response would be, like, to, like, feed into it almost. Like, yeah, it's okay to be mad because she did this to you and... Uh Um, kind of like make him feel better and justified right. for being so angry. Well, this is Does interesting. that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah. It's an interesting, interesting proposition because now, now I'm trying, I'm trying to find a, an issue or an instance where it wouldn't work. But basically, what we're saying is, it's okay to feel any feeling. Right. Yeah. So the response isn't necessarily the feeling. 
what's important is not necessarily the the feeling, but the response to the, the response feeling. response to the feeling, right. Yeah, so... Which, but, yeah, I mean, which is a really interesting thing when you think about, like, feelings aren't usually our choice, right? You don't choose to feel something directly. You, you can choose to dwell in the feeling. Though. You can choose to dwell in the feeling, yeah. And th- that comes back to the choice. The choice of reaction, yeah. So, yeah. like, you can choose how you react, but the initial emotional burst isn't a choice. Mm-hmm. Now, it might be the result of a series of choices. Like, if you've continually made bad choices about how to react to certain feelings, then when those feelings are brought up again you those feelings might be stronger and so if you consistently dwell in negativity when you have a negative feeling it might be even stronger than it would be otherwise and so the intensity might be a result of your past choices but by and large like emotions are kind of like reflexes mm-hmm. right yeah and so i i kind of like that this idea that like em- emotions in and of themselves are not good or bad they don't really have like a a moral value Mm -hmm. but it's what you choose to do with it yeah and i think on top of that to clarify like as you make good choices over time it will mold the type of emotional reactions that you have Mm -hmm. and so if you consistently give into anger when you're frustrated when you are frustrated again in the future you're more likely to feel anger right as opposed to if you are consistently trying to be patient, you're more likely to be, to feel like an emotional patience and not just a willful patience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to tie that back into Christ, I just think that um, Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ love us so much and they completely understand and feel all of the feelings, all of our feelings personally and individually. They, they are there with us and they can feel it. Um, But Christ, even though he feels it with us and he has felt exactly what we're going through um he gave us the atonement so that we can progress and move forward yeah um i i know we've talked about this a lot on the podcast but one instance from scripture that really stands out in my mind that supports this idea of emotions not having like moral value they're not like morally positive or morally negative Mm -hmm. uh comes from the or like the, the instance in scripture I'm thinking of comes from the life of the Savior uh, when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane and he's praying um, and he said uh, actually let me back up a little bit okay provide some provide some context of why this verse was so powerful to me I was a little uh, greeny missionary I had been out for like three months maybe in the field so i'd been on my mission for five months so two we spend about two months in the missionary training center and then they send us out to where where we were going and so i went out to russia and i was there for three months and i was like for the first time in my life when it came to doing things for christ found that it was just it was miserable like i wasn't like there were some fun moments but it was really hard like learning the language was really hard i felt like i uh were i was around certain people that were really difficult for me to get along with um and we got 
vodka bottles thrown at us a lot and it was just it was a hard phase for me and i was still super happy to be there and i'd love to be there and i wouldn't have changed it but i found myself thinking like oh this is really hard like i there are times where i don't really want to do this and the that thought devastated me that like i didn't want to do this Mm -hmm. or that i was upset about being there i was i was bitter about the situation it devastated me because i thought like i must be a terrible follower of christ if i'm having these feelings Mm -hmm. Uh, but then i found this verse that i was talking about earlier in uh, in the new testament where the savior is praying to the father and he says uh if that like if I can't remember exactly. I probably should go memorize it. But like take this cup. Yeah, if me. it's possible, please take this cup away from me. It is awful. It is miserable. Nevertheless, thy will be done. Mm-hmm. So I saw there that Christ wanted something that wasn't in line with the Father's will. Mm-hmm. But we also know that the Savior is perfect, mm-hmm. and so because of that, we know that Christ's emotional response. And his desire that was different from from the Father's was not a sin. Right. Because he chose to act in accordance with the will of the Father. And so you could have emotions that aren't what you would want them to be. And you are no... And they don't make you less in any way, shape, or form. Because even the Savior had that. Like Even the Savior wanted... His desire, his emotional response was to do something other than what he knew he had to do. And that was like a game changer for me on my mission no, in yeah, my life. Yeah, I mean, even right now, my mind is blown. This is why we have you on the podcast, because you're a spiritual genius. <laughs> Good. You're amazing. Different skill set, honey. I love you. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Okay. Um, so, are you ready to talk about the second kind? Yes. Yeah, so, okay. when, when I think about validation, and when I was thinking about validation, um, What I was thinking about it was more uh, more about validating where you or I am at on on our eternal trajectory. Yeah, more validating us as people. Yeah. Not necessarily validating feelings. Right, validating you for where you are at and where you are Mm -hmm. going. And less about uh, given feelings. Uh, And I I think for me, the reason I thought about this is I don't look for validation of feelings as much. I think I still do it like everybody does. And I think if you would say that you don't look for any kind of emotional validation, uh, it's you're lying. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that I look for that less than than you do yeah i one of my love languages is words of affirmation so i need like i literally need to be validated right (laughs) sounds so silly and selfish but i really do need but it's not let us clarify like Like, it's not selfish no it's yeah but i need pep talks i need to hear that I'm doing a good job or that my feelings are validated or that it's okay that I'm frustrated. Like, right. And it melts my heart. Like, it makes me fall in love with 
Andrew even more when he gives uh, me like the greatest. Uh, okay, pep. I thought you were gonna say with anyone. For, no, for a second, I was like, like uh, no, I just couldn't decide if I was talking to like, you. If no I was one can to use <laughs> no one can use words of affirmation with Emily because she will fall <laughs> in love with you. you. No, I just mean, I didn't know if I was talking to you I know, I know, or I'm the just audience. Teasing. I'm just teasing. Anyways, You're fine. so basically, every time Andrew gives me a, like a good pep talk, like I love, I love him even more, and it really like satisfied a need in me so that's something that i need but just like your need is different right so you need more of like you are competent you can handle this you're doing a great job you are a great father you're yeah and and usually i think with my personality type like i in general am pretty confident and i don't need those like, I, I don't need pep talks usually. No, you really don't. Right. It's like, I don't usually need that. Like, I'm, I'm usually kind of self-sustaining when it comes mm-hmm. to that. Uh, but there are times where I am under an especially large amount of stress or I am put in a situation where I feel like I'm unqualified for a long period of time, especially. Uh, and I begin to... Um, well, I guess we can talk about a specific situation. I don't need to talk about vagueness, right? Or vague, vague issues. So when we, when we moved down to Louisiana, I went from a space where I was very, like, hyper competent, mm-hmm. right, in, in university studies and in my field of expertise. I was, I felt like I was very, very competent in there. Like I could have a, an intellectually engaging conversation with. Anybody across the political realm or across the national intelligence realm or uh, Russian literature realm, like all of the areas where I was plugged in, like I was very plugged in. Mm-hmm. And uh, when when you're in those phases, when I was in that, that phase, I felt like I didn't need validation about my competence mm-hmm. from anybody else. Right. Uh, because I had put in the time and the effort and the work to gain that competence on my own. And so I didn't need that outside validation, but then we get thrown voluntarily. Yeah. I was like, we didn't get thrown. We did, we did choose it. Yeah. We chose, and I, I'm still happy with the decision, but we we moved down here and I was thrown into a business situation or uh, I was, I started a job. Um, and we, completely outside of your realm completely outside of my realm and it's been great and my and some of my skills have transferred very seamlessly and some of them have not and it's i'm working hard to fill in the skill gaps but it has been extremely difficult for me emotionally to kind of deal with this because i went from a place of being really competent to like not being confident or competent and looking to all of these different people for validation because I'm like, am I competent? Is Am I doing the right thing? I don't know. And so I chose, like I, I naturally kind of gravitated towards a handful of people that were all very competent in this in this field or in, in business. And I started trying to, I, I unconsciously tried to uh, get validation from them. And I was looking at them for validation and for an assurance of competency but the problem is they all had different measures of competency and they all did things differently and so i ended up being just miserable because i was like i can't 
full. F- I can't measure up to all of these different people and their standards of competency and their standards mm-hmm. of excellency because or standards of excellence because they're just so different. Right. And it's not me. First, I mean, like they're so different. And so even if I, tr- I, I couldn't be like all of them, but even if I tried to be like one of them, I was going to be disappointed if I measured my competence and my success based off of that one person, right. then I was going to be miserable. And so I've been wrestling with that. And I had to really rely on Emily in a way that I haven't had to before because of this, mm-hmm. uh, because I, I've had to try and intentionally remove that, that crutch and like not look to these people for like a sense of validation about my competency. Um, right. And I feel like for some reason that is like, it's deeply important to my sense of self value is to be competent. Mm-hmm. It's an emotional need. Yeah, it definitely is. It's one of my emotional needs. And, and so validating me in this sense was, I, I really needed the validation that I was doing the right thing. That I was on the right path. Even if I'm not like completely competent yet, but <laughs> I'm like going in the right direction. And I wasn't, um, no one in this world is going to be more invested in you than your spouse. Um, True. like I think in many ways you're more invested in me than I am invested in me. <laughs> um, yeah. and I think in some ways that's the way that marriage is supposed to work. That like mm-hmm. I'm I'm working on me, but like in a lot of ways I feel just as invested in you, or even more invested in you in some in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like I'm willing to sacrifice more for me sometimes than I'm willing to sacrifice or more I'm willing to sacrifice more for you than I'm willing to sacrifice for me at yeah, times. For sure. Um but I had to turn to you mm-hmm. much more frequently than I've had to in the past. Well I think that's part of God's plan. Like he wants us to have families and to be married and he gave us our spouses to be that help meet. Right. Um Yep. And I so, really like that verse hold on, there's the Great verse in Genesis about that. Oh, did I lose the, the verse? verse? The mm-hmm. verse. Yeah. Well, basically, it just says that that Christ gave, or that the Lord gave. Hold on, I'll just pull it. Up. Okay, and the Lord God said, "It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him." And in our church, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, we kind of believe it's even deeper than that. We believe that marriage. Uh, the family unit between a man and a woman is or the yeah is something that's extremely special and predates the foundations of this world that god had this as part of his eternal plan always mm-hmm. that families were key because men and women are inherently different yes. and complement each other yeah. and provide strength to each other just like our definitions of validation are different and mm-hmm. i think if we do- dove into that some more it might be something that's kind of gender typical mm-hmm. uh, but i needed somebody who was so close to me that they could see and feel and know my pains know my worries and I needed you specifically to be there and to kind of recognize where I'm at mm-hmm. and where I'm going and why I feel a certain way and 
let me know that I'm on the right path. Because in that moment where I was like flailing around trying to find the like the right direction or like the right uh, metric for my validity, I I didn't know where to turn. And I try I turned to the Lord, but I, the Lord helped me a little bit. But He turned me to you more frequently because He's like, "Well, I've given you a help me. Like I don't need to do something for you that your wife is supposed to be doing for you." Um. So that's been something that's it's been a huge blessing in my life. So thank you, honey. You're welcome. I love that. <laughs> also love the concept of a help meet. Yeah. Yep. What does that mean to you? I mean, I would really like to do a deeper study on what it means. But um, it's spelled M-E-E-T, right? Uh-huh. In my head, I mean, it probably doesn't mean this, but in my head, I always think of it as like, like, he sent us a, a helper to meet us where we are. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, to meet us where we are and to lift us up and help us to become better. So that's what I think of when I think of the help me, and I love that concept. Okay, we just decided on a whim. We're going to do a whole episode on the term help meet. Yeah, so I think this stay is an tuned awesome thing. We're both going to study it. Yeah, so I, I think this is this is a it's a very very important thing, and I I think that it has made me love and appreciate you more deeply and in a way that I didn't know was possible before. Mm. Because I I think in most aspects of my life I feel like I'm fiercely independent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I, I don't like the idea of dependency and, and I, I don't think I'm dependent on you, No, but I think together you have made it possible for me to achieve more than I could on my own. Yeah. That makes sense. It's not that I couldn't do anything without you, right? but you've made it so I could achieve much What's more. What's that called? Like interdependence? Yeah. Or, that's yeah. interdependence. Okay. It's actually like... Synergy, right, is like the the next level above interdependence, okay. according to Stephen R. Covey. So we've talked about the two different types of validation. Now, um, to kind of give our listeners a jumping off point, I think the the way you make this actionable is when you talk to your spouse mm-hmm. um, and kind of figure out what they need. Uh, but then the next step is to kind of figure out. How do you know when your spouse is in need of validation, either the validation of feelings or the validation of being? Uh, so, hun, mm-hmm. for you, I'm going to try and see. I'm going like, to give my, uh, my idea or my, my read for when I think you need those Well, you're probably right. The validation. <laughs> okay. So you let me know, okay? Okay. So, your... Um, need for validation is most frequently a validation of feeling. Yeah. Right. So, like the validation of like you're, it's okay that you're feeling this way. It's totally fine. Yeah. Specifically because you feel like feeling a certain way detracts from your value. Yeah, or it makes me a bad wife or a bad mom. Right, because you feel frustration human. or you feel sad or whatever yeah. it is. Um, and so, I in some ways it. It's just a, an extension of the validation of being, mm-hmm. but I think it's a little bit different as like how it 
presents itself. Yeah. So I, I think for you, um, you always feel this way when you are frustrated. Um, and, yep. <laughs> and it's, you usually, um, I think you're, <laughs> and I, this might just be you. I don't know if this is applicable to all other people, but if this sounds like you as I'm describing it, um, like you listeners, uh, hopefully w- what I'm going to say helps. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like, Emily, you, mm-hmm. your, um, your emotional, not roller coaster, but your emotional progression is like you start off good i wish people could see my hand signals or my hand yeah my hand signs you start off at a point where you feel good and feel happy and then you start getting frustrated and frustrated and frustrated and frustrated and frustrated Mm -hmm. and you get more and more and more frustrated and then you reach a peak of frustration Mm -hmm. and then you never slowly come down it's like a collapse (laughs) a collapse meaning what you go from frustration and anger Mm -hmm. to i'm a terrible person oh yeah, like a spiral. Yeah, like a- yeah. Well, I think in my head it's like this feeling makes me this right way, which that's not the case. Right, and yeah. I think your your frustration usually starts off like you feeling justified in your frustration. Yeah, and then you reach a point like once you realize that oh I'm not justified in feeling this, or once you think oh I'm not justified in feeling angry or feeling sad or mm-hmm. feeling upset or feeling mad at the kids or whatever it is or mad at me um (laughs) then you start to spiral and then it turns into like you turn in on yourself yep it doesn't mean you're less frustrated but like i think you're you you have that switch from like like justified frustration to like kind of self-loathing frustration yeah yep um and i have found that the first thing that I have to say in order to help you overcome your frustration is honey, it's okay to, that you're frustrated with this. Like it makes total sense. Like it doesn't make you a bad mom, doesn't make you a bad person mm-hmm. or a bad, you know, ministering sister or a bad anything. <laughs> yeah. Like having the feeling is not the problem. Right. It's, not, it's okay. And like there are like there could even be I hate to even say this, but there could be like justifiable reasons for giving you, for you having that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like what I do with it for the rest of the whole day. <laughs> right, right. But until I, until I kind of help you accept that, mm-hmm. you can't. I can't really change. Can't. My, so for me, yeah. your signs of like when you need the validation are pretty much any time that you are starting to get frustrated. Yep. Because I think that's one of your... Uh, one of your strengths and weaknesses is that you have a really big desire to serve the Lord and to be progressing and becoming better. And Satan uses that deep desire to serve the Lord to twist your feelings, to make you feel guilty mm-hmm. yep. for emotions that that you you have, you know, for better or for worse, you have those feelings. Mm-hmm. And the and Satan uses them in ways that are don't reflect reality. Yeah. So I guess for me, it's pretty easy. It's just anytime you're frustrated. Okay. Yeah. But there are maybe a few other times. Sometimes I can just tell that you are, if you're extra 
uh, maybe not accepting, but like extra, like not even, it's not easy going with extra, like complacent, complacent or like, like a servant, mm-hmm. like you're just like, you're extra willing to just do whatever anybody wants. Yep. Um, and like you kind of turn in on yourself. Yeah. And you think like, oh, I, I, I just have to like serve and. Well, this is like a like a therapy session. <laughs> I feel like half of like our episodes together are like this. They really are. But uh, like yeah, as you are. Well, I didn't even notice about myself, but you're so. Right. But you you like you get into this this mood where you, um, you're not angry, you're not mad, you're not bitter, you're not unpleasant, but you're just kind of in this servitude mindset like mm-hmm. in the servant mindset yep um wow and i rec i recognize then that you have lost you're like struggling with confidence or you're struggling with uh, a sense of validity mm-hmm. like i'm not my own person are. anymore i'm just like there to meet the needs of other people right um and so that's one thing that I th- I'm, I'm glad that i I brought this one up because I think that yeah, one might be too. a little bit... M- things like this. The, these are like the the difficult things that your spouse is going to have to be attentive and you are going to have to be attentive for in your spouse to be able to kind of identify those things. And even if you are not capable... Right now you don't feel like you could... Um, I need to figure out better words. I want to say pontificate. But elaborate on the specifics of what it looks like when your spouse needs validation most of us have kind of like a intuition about that yeah um that's just one that i haven't actually brought up to emily before that i've noticed i think another one of mine would be when i am very quiet like i'm a pretty reserved person anyways i'm not i'm not loud Mm -hmm. but um i do notice that i shut down when my feelings are hurt i shut down when i'm frustrated i just kind of like don't say anything Mm -hmm. i get really quiet Yep. It's not like a silent treatment. It's not like I'm doing it on purpose to like spite anybody. Mm -hmm. It's just that like I just shut down. So I get quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For you though, I think the biggest thing that I see when you need validation, the kind of validation that you need is that you're very tired. You, I can tell in your eyes, like Mm -hmm. you're emotionally spent, you're mentally spent, like you're physically tired. When you're tired, it's like, that's when you need it. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, that's definitely... Well, that's the big one that I see. So what is the one that you're thinking of? No, I didn't, I didn't thought... I don't, I don't know. I oh, okay. I find it easier to think about other people's mental... <laughs> yeah. Mental No, but that's, that's what I see. And that's like the major one. That's like really the only yeah, one. Yeah, no, I think you're right. That is, that is definitely like my major one that I just get mentally and emotionally exhausted. Yeah. Because usually, um, like in my regular, when I'm in my regular groove, I don't get emotionally exhausted very easily or emotionally tired. Um, like even when I'm physically exhausted, I'm still like kind of not bubbly, but yeah, have a lot of energy. But when I am emotionally tired, it like it affects everything. Like I'm mm-hmm. exhausted. I sleep for longer. I still work out and and eat normal and everything, but. Yeah, but I can see that you're so much more tired. Anyways, 
Figure out, talk with your spouse, figure out your emotional needs. If you don't know, if you can't see the signs of when your spouse needs validation, maybe talk about it. Yeah. And try to figure out those signs. Be more observant to to those. Because I feel like Heavenly Father really did give us a spouse, someone to help us and someone to turn to, um, to lift us up when we're down and to help us to, or to remind us, especially, that we are children of God yeah. and that we deserve. There's there's a really good talk by, mm-hmm. I believe it's by Elder Cook. We've talked about it on the, on the podcast before, but what I can't it? remember. Uh, I can't remember the name of the talk, and mm-hmm. we'll try and find it, but don't count on it, because I think we looked for it last time and couldn't find it. But uh, I believe, again, it was Quentin L. Cook. He was talking about water lines or watermarks oh. on, on ships. And I thought it was Elder Holland. You're, so, you're right. We'll try to find it. They but. both served... It, it was about a place in England, and they both served in England. But anyway, uh, talk, there was this analogy of how boats, when they... Um, in the early days of shipping, they would be filled up to the... Um, they'd be overfilled, and when they were in, in a storm, they would be so full that they would capsize. Um, or they, they they couldn't handle the waves. And so what they started doing is they started marking on the side of the boat uh, a water line saying, okay, once once the water gets up to this line, because we're loading more and more stuff onto it onto the ship, we need to stop. Even if there's more room, we can't have more weight because if anything bad happens, the ship won't be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. And so somebody had to be monitoring that line as the ship was being loaded up but if you're the ship or if you're the captain on top of the ship you can't you can't see it and so you need somebody who Mm -hmm. is close to you and knows you or knows the boat right but is on the shore like not or it's like distant enough but close enough to see but distant enough to not be on the boat and be able Mm -hmm. to see what's going on uh and to kind of tell the captain like hey that's enough like that you give too much so we are all boats and our spouses are the or the other person the other who's, person who's checking our water line right and so you have to make sure that like your spouse isn't being overloaded and it's going to look different in different times because there might look like there's room or time left to squeeze things in mm-hmm. but if the water line is approaching if the water is approaching the water line then you have to stop uh, because maybe even the, in that moment they'll be able to to bear it, but when they get in stormy seas, they're not going to be able to handle it. So be yeah. engaged, talk to your spouses, kind of figure out what your uh, your validation needs are, and then try and f- talk to your spouses again and figure out what signs you give when you are. Uh, in need in need of that validation yeah. because most of the time we're not going to come up to our spouse and be like honey i need validation like sometimes right. we well, do yeah. but <laughs> I, I may have done that you've done that but, sometimes but like one out of every yeah. 150 times you need validation you might come and tell me you mm-hmm. need validation i need a pep talk <laughs> yeah that, <I> said that. <laughs> yeah yeah but again uh, yeah very very rarely mm-hmm well, this has been a good conversation. Yeah, I think I've learned I've learned a lot about myself and about you. I've learned a lot about myself, too. <laughs> so think about this, guys. Make sure you think about this and talk to your spouse about it because you'll learn a lot. Okay, loves, yep. less, and loves. Loves, Let's less, and loves. Let's wrap up.
my love is that we put up Christmas decorations and it's glorious and magical. And if you have a problem with that, we have an episode last year, or we put out an yep. episode last year, I called um, like... Like why we decorate before Thanksgiving or something. Yeah, like I think we called it like as for me and my house. Oh yeah, we, we will, will decorate, decorate for Christmas before Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah, so if you're interested in hearing our, our philosophy November. on... Christmas decorations in November. Go listen to that. Yeah. Uh, so my mine is a less than love. I less than love the feeling you get when you're taking like you have to um, you're like taking pills mm-hmm. and you're trying to swallow like a really big peel a peel <laughs> pill and you put it in your mouth and you put the liquid or you put the water in your mouth to swallow and all of a sudden you feel like I'm not going to be able to swallow this and so you kind of like, <laughs> like get scared you get, like, you get scared <laughs> you to like, swallow back out but you can't <laughs> right and then especially if it's a powdery type pill you can feel it dissolving and yeah, it starts to taste bad. Like, bad and so you swallow but it feels like it jammed sideways in your mm-hmm. in your esophagus and so you're like trying to drink tons and tons of water and it won't it won't like go down. Like you can't get rid of the feeling. Yeah, it's funny. That's awful. <laughs> I've done that with even li- even like little pills, but like, yeah. you just kind of like mentally freak yourself out. <laughs> yep, I do that all the time. <laughs> it's kind of like 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 when you're if you've ever been cliff jumping, like when you go to cliff jump, like you like kind of just freak yourself out, right. and then and then when you go to jump, if you have freaked yourself out so much, you like kind of trip and fall, and you like belly flop or land on your back. That's what it feels like okay. when taking a pill. Okay. So there's my lesson, love. <laughs> awesome. Well, if you guys wouldn't mind, could you please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening? That helps out a ton, and we love to hear the feedback that you have to say. Yeah, and we like we said, we've said this before. Uh, we've decided to not make this a uh, financial endeavor for us we're not trying to get money from anybody we're not gonna have a patreon we're not gonna take on advertisers um and we know other good podcasts that are doing oh yeah we don't look down upon it it's just something that we've decided we've decided this is going to be our offering to you guys and to the lord specifically we're just trying to to help uh, help you guys out we've we've heard from back from many of you who've said that this podcast has helped you out uh, in a hard time and and we love that and we want to be part of that we want to be play some tiny role in your journey to come closer to christ right so if this podcast has ever really impacted you or helped you grow in a hard situation please let us know um you can leave that in the review or yep. you can um share it on yeah Instagram. it's really like the number one way for people to find the podcast right or share it on Instagram in a story. Make sure to tag us at Outpost of Heaven. Okay. All right, guys. Keep the faith. Yeah.